Welcome back to the Cat's Eye Podcast. I'm Jalen Phillips here with Louis Ferrar. Man, Louis, it's been a minute, man. Good to see you. Good to be back here doing what we love to do. It's a different year, huh? Yeah, 2024, new year, new me. Mm-hmm. Same me, though. But uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been keeping up with y'all basketball. I've been watching the past couple of games. Y'all been playing some good ball. Won the past three games in a row, or past four games in a row. Y'all beat that uh, school from Dallas. That I was like, this is this is a blowout. I, I went there for two seconds, and I was like, okay, this is this is over. But uh, man, how's everything been going with you? How's the team looking? How's the morale? You know, I know y'all been winning lately, so you know, I guess everything's been good. Uh, well, it's a definitely a nice change to have a few on the trot, a few wins. Um, because our non-conference was brutal. Yeah. The travel was one of the worst things because you just had to travel everywhere. Um, but it's very it's very nice to uh, go into conference with some momentum. Um, obviously, we had a couple of tough losses, uh, so a couple of blowout losses, and then a couple of really tight ones that we should have won against some really good teams. Um, so it was kind of interesting. It kind of – I wouldn't say it came out of nowhere – but all of a sudden we come back from Christmas break and just our practices and our games, just there's a lot more intense uh, between the players, coaching staff, like a lot more competitive, people a lot more bought in. So I think it was maybe good to have like a bit of a fresh start, have a break. And then ever since the first game, it was kind of, it started rolling. So obviously what Saturday we play Liberty mm-hmm. at Liberty which is a hard place to play. Yeah. Um, so that'll be going four. So if we win that, we'd beaten four of the top predicted five teams in the preseason poll, mm-hmm. which is because uh, we think we were predicted, what, fifth or sixth? So, um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, a little bit disrespectful on our, on our name, uh-huh. we thought. So it's kind of like I think people, once we beat uh, La Tech, people are like, oh, like had a decent game. And then we went out and beat – Western Kentucky, who's one of the top mid-majors basketball programs this year in the country. And then I think people started to realize, oh, these dudes are actually for real. So, um, yeah, I mean, it only gets harder now that everyone knows how good we are. So Yeah, definitely. Uh, can you explain to the audience, you know, how does y'all's Christmas break work? Because I know y'all play and travel during those times. So, like, how much time did y'all get off? And, you know, when did y'all get back to practice and all? So, actually, this is the most time I had off um, Christmas break. So oh, really? We had four, five days off, mm. which in the Division One basketball is unheard of. Usually, you get two days max. So we played at GCU, um, and then from there, some guys flew ho- straight home. Um, like some of the guys, like me, flew to Houston, and obviously, I I didn't really go oh, like anywhere because I don't live in America. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I spent some time in Houston, got a couple of days off just to kind of take a step back from everything and being able just to decompress and just be a normal human for a little bit. Who'd you, uh, who'd you spend Christmas with? I spent uh, time with uh, some of the uh, other fellas that stayed in town, obviously Cam, uh, International, and then uh, my girlfriend in Houston. Mm-hmm. So, um, Oh, you spent <laughs> Christmas with your girl? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, had a little tour guide out there for me. Uh, we went to NASA. NASA? Uh, okay, that's I mean, fun. it was interesting, but it was so packed. Oh, everybody was, was there on Christmas? It was I wasn't. Christmas I, I wasn't going to Christmas, but like you go in a couple of days before, it was packed. Like, pa- like it was. I mean, most of the people there were like me, international people. Mm-hmm. I guess on on um, vacation. But yeah, like half the stuff 
Like, have you been? Yeah, the, we used to go to NASA like mm, all so the time when we were You know the, the little like train that like takes you around the other side and you can look at the rocket and stuff like that? It's been a while, but it's, that sounds familiar. I feel like like I we that. went, uh, like the, the line to get onto that was like two hours. Oh, yeah. So we didn't even bother. We were just like, we'll just walk around the main section, like look at everything else. And even that was like pretty packed. But um, it was worth, I've always wanted to go. So I was just kind of finding a time to go. So it was it was nice. But other than that, you know, just was a human, normal human for a couple of days. So that was not too bad. How about yourself? I heard you big time over here been traveling all over the country. Yeah, I have been around a little bit. Uh, so back in last March of the Final Four, I met this, I met this guy named Adam Zucker. He works at CBS Sports. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I stayed in touch with him the past couple of weeks or past couple of months really from March until probably like in a season like around November. And I hit him up, and I was like, hey, you know, my season's coming in. I'd really love to come work with you and, like, see some stuff from you. And so he actually invited me out to a, a CBS broadcast in New York. So that's what I was doing in New York. And, you know, mm-hmm. I got a good opportunity. I met some producers, met some executives guys, met some people working in the highlight department everything. So, you know, that was really good because, you know, I want to be a sports announcer. So, you know, getting connections with those type of people, that's what I want to do. And then after that, my mom or my dad's mom, she lives in New Jersey. So I took the train from New York to Jersey, spent a couple of days there. And then my mom's family, I spent it with Christmas with them. So we went to Tampa, Florida for uh, Christmas. And that Tampa was beautiful. I would love to live there. You know, it was like a nice, mm-hmm. like chill vibe. It was like a big town. Like it wasn't like too crowded like Houston, but it was like still a big city, a lot to do. We were on the bay, saw Tom Brady's house, saw Derek Jeter's house. They like live right on the water. You know, it was a, actually a really great time. So. And then I just got back from a SAC conference, Student Athlete Advisory Committee conference in Phoenix, and that was really fun too. So uh, my dad lives in Scottsdale, so I was able to go a day early and spend some time with my dad, my brother, and my uh, stepmom. And, you know, that was a good time. And then SAC conference, I met a lot of good people there. I met a lot of connections, you know. There's a lot of athletes who kind of doing the same stuff that I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, being involved in athletics, but also being involved with stuff off the, off the field, off the court. And so it was cool to meet up with them, connect with them, and I made some good friends there. Yeah, and I mean, we'll get more in depth on that sort of stuff later on uh, in one of our latest segments. But in other news, football, now it's off-season. The portal's going crazy. We're going to talk about the portal in a greater sense in a minute. But let's just talk about Sam. What's What have, what have you been hearing? What, are you the investigative uh, <laughs> journalist over there? Can yeah. you give us some insight, maybe some breaking news maybe? Uh, so with things going about football, we had a little uh, – everybody has their end of the season, end of season exit meetings – that towards the end of, beginning of December, and so you know, coaches, you don't say out, you play this year, you know, things they like, things they want you to improve on. So after that, we probably had like four or five guys hit the portal, but uh, three, two or three of the guys came back. So you know, we really didn't have anybody leave. We had one uh, safety or safety slash corner, he left. So hopefully, the best everything for him. But you know, we mostly kept a lot of the same players and retained some people besides people who graduated and everything. And you know, the portal has been going crazy. There's been, I think that's all. There's like. 80 to 100 people hit the portal just just in like division one level alone i'm like that's yeah that's crazy to me and we got we brought like six or seven guys and we brought a quarterback in we central bought, michigan central michigan and we bought a quarterback from uh i i think it's iowa wesleyan i, I don't know for, i don't know for sure it's a smaller it school. yeah or it's a juco they won, i think they won the championship in juco so okay. it's a smaller school but we brought him in we haven't really got to meet the guys yet we had a little uh conditioning today that we ran we did some 12 we did like 12 striders nothing nothing too crazy so, you know, still kind of getting to know everybody and the new personnel team. We just uh, – we lost our strength coach, unfortunately, Coach Parker. Man, love that man. Yeah. Coach Parker is a great God-fearing man. You know, he's held in high regard over here at the Sam Houston Athletics team, football, basketball, and all sports, really. And it's sad to sad for him to leave, but, you know, we wish him the best with his next journey, his next opportunity. He uh, he accepted a job at Jacksonville State. So yeah. 
we'll be seeing them when we play them. I gotta <laughs> get it back in blood. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. You gotta yeah, talk your crap about them as well. Yeah, but um, he's a great guy. Also, we just lost our defensive coordinator, so he accepted a job at New Mexico State. So. Coach Morris, he's a great coach and everything, so we wish him the best, you know. But you know, there's gonna be some new changes and everything, and I feel like that's warrants it. You know, we went three and nine last year. Unfortunately, everybody knows, you know, we could have been seven and five, eight and four, but you know, we weren't. So we gotta do some different things. Might have to change up the change up the routine. So yeah, well, I know Jason before we were recording said that every single all conference receiver except for Noah, yeah. Um, Entered the portal, mm -hmm. which first of all is crazy. Second of all is shout out Noah, you're he being a real one for sticking around. Yeah, that's a testament to his character. You know, Noah's been here for I think going on six years now, so he's been he's been strong. He loves it here. We love him. He's one of our best players, and so we're glad enough we get to keep him, and he keeps balling for us. So, uh, in terms of the guys that have brought in, do you do a whole lot of like, oh, they announced this? Let me go watch his highlights. Let me go like look him up. Is that what typically happens? So, like, I watch people's highlights, but you got to take that with a grain of salt because, you know, highlights are their best plays. So, you know, it's if I want they had highlights and lowlights, then maybe, but just highlights. So, you know, you're seeing the best stuff and what they do. So it's kind of hard for me to judge, especially at quarterback. You know, it's hard to, like, watch a quarterback make a special play when the receiver's wide open or anything, you mm -hmm. know. So that's just one thing. So you can't – you got to take highlights with a grain of salt no matter what. Does you feel like the same way about basketball too? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can definitely tell – like a player, you can look at the competition they're playing against and you can kind of see the style. But like you said, you got to actually see them in person or watch full game f clips to actually judge how good they actually are and how impactful they are. But um, I know there's a big talk because obviously with Shoemaker graduating, mm -hmm. um, good luck to his future. He just got married actually too. Really? Yeah. I was like, dang, you got wow. in the season, just got straight to marriage. So he's, wow, uh, he's, he's not playing around, is he? Yeah. He's living life. Shout out to Keegan. Congratulations, man. So you brought in, obviously the quarterback debate is going to be the touted thing of until you guys kick off and play your first game because mm -hmm. that's how it is. So you guys brought in the Central Michigan transfer, the Juco kid, and then you've got that uh, DeSoto freshman who's meant to be highly ranked and highly touted right yeah he looked really good i watched their uh state championship game and you know obviously it's high school but he just looked good he's mo mobile he could throw the ball pretty well it's hard for a freshman to really come in especially at quarter position to step up but you know if he's ready to play he'll be ready he uh we only got one early enrollee it was a defensive lineman from willis he came here early and he's, uh, he's working out with us right now but mostly everybody's still in high school just enjoying their well yeah well the d-line's gonna be pretty shot uh, with all the guys graduating, right? There's yeah. Big big holes missing. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Make Meatball's actually going to be a GA, I think, with us. Really? He's yeah. going to be here next year. Coach Smith. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's going to be that's going to be funny. That's going to be dangerous. <laughs> no, I'm excited for Meatball to be there. He's uh he's very energetic, and him being a coach, I can I can see that being his future career for sure. Mm, well, you have anything else to talk about in terms? What have you seen in terms of? Uh, the transfer portal because I want to talk about it because that's something I've been actually following with a lot closer eye since we've started this podcast. Obviously, Nick Saban, arguably the greatest college coach of all time, has retired from Alabama, mm -hmm. and then that's just set a domino effect. Yeah, um, they what had you, a yeah. What have you seen? Like, what what are your thoughts upon what has transpired due to his retirement? Yeah, they had uh, I think twenty four, twenty five guys transfer at the portal after they saw he retired and. You know, obviously, Nick Saban is one of the greatest coaches of all time and the greatest coach of college football. So it's definitely before change. It's a uh, it's kind of weird seeing all these people transfer. You know, especially like you thought people had like a home somewhere, 
you know, people have a great years and do good things at their school, but then they leave. And so it's kind of kind of something we've been talking about. We talked about in the conference meetings in Phoenix, you know, just people leaving for schools for, they say NIL reasons. So basically leaving for more money. That sounds yeah. like NFL, NBA free agency. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of weird and some things going on. And the stat that they told us there, it was a, uh, there's 150 multiple time transfers in football. So that's people who've tra- transferred twice in the Division One level, Jeez. and so that's a that's a lot of kids transfer multiple times. You know, it could be for coaching, it could be for NIL reasons, it could be for playing time. But you know, I think that's something that the NCAA, you know, is trying to get a hold of people just transferring just for you know better better pay, better any anything. You know, so that's something that we might need to take care of. Uh, the transfer portal stuff, it is interesting. You know, it's a new. Uh, it's the new age of college football. I think that's kind of the reason why Nick Saban retired. So I've been watching him recently on the Pat McAfee show, and mm-hmm. he kind of just been talking about, like, how, like, stuff's out of control with the transfer portal and all that. And, you know, it's, he's not used to He's 71 years old. He, mm-hmm. You know, next year they'll have the 12-team playoff, and that will start in early December, and then people hitting the portal in December. So coaches are going to have to find a way to balance out hitting the portal, or people in the portal, people graduating early enrollees, early signing day, along with the college football playoffs. So – I think that can be difficult, especially for somebody who, you know, Nick Saban's all his success. Obviously, he could do it, but, you know, he feel like, probably feels like he doesn't want to. He has nothing more to prove. It's it's hard because you see these coaches moving yeah. at the drop of a hat. Like, uh-huh. you think that the retirement of Nick Saban not only affected Alabama's squad, it affected Washington because they took the Washington coach. Mm-hmm. And then Washington took the Arizona coach. Yep. And then Arizona took the San Jose <laughs> State coach. So that's, what, four programs that are affected just by one decision. Mm-hmm. And all those coaches obviously getting better pay, better level, better program. And obviously, like, with the players, everyone's like, is it justified? You're only leaving for more money. But the coaches have been doing it for years. So it's a it's a double-edged sword because I know I heard um, Texas, they're offering free Lamborghinis to – dudes in the portal to come to them. That's why yeah. they've already struck gold and had three or four commits already. Uh-huh. See, that's – yeah, that's crazy to me that people are doing that. And it just seems like college football needs to, you know, find a different calendar, I think, or something like that, or just put a hold of, you know, coaches moving and players moving, like, in the middle of a season and stuff like that. Like, NFL, you know, coaches don't really sign a deal with anyone until after the season. Like, they have a league mm-hmm. calendar. But college football, it just seems like it's – a. Right now, it's starting. It's like an all-year job, and I saw some coach Saban was talking about like college football. You'd have a lot. You'd have some time off to, like this time to spend with your family and summertime spend with your family. But now it's turned into like a full-time, uh, every every day, every week, every month job. So, yeah, I guess the the rich get richer, huh? The rich continue to get richer. So it'll be different. It'll be interesting to see next year. You know how uh, Michigan, Washington play each other championship. They're gonna play each other in the regular season next year because they're both gonna be big in the Big Ten. 10. Yeah. Realignment. It's all over the place, isn't it? It's yeah, be- the realignment's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be pretty interesting to see because I know Texas has to play Michigan. Then they play Georgia and uh, I don't. I forgot they play. I think they play Oklahoma or and A and M. So like you know their schedule's gonna be. It's gonna be weird to see them play in Georgia and that's a conference game. You know. Yeah. So do you think like the top teams have just completely? put themselves in a different stratosphere yeah in my opinion i think it's eventually going to lead to the power four schools not counting the pack told anymore they're going to lead to become like their own conference yeah and then the group of five schools you know like us Sun Belt, and matt stuff like that they're going to end up being our own so it's going to be like kind of like division one and division one double a they'll all be considered division one but i think that's what it's leading to because i feel like the schools are feeling like they can make more money if they just have all the top schools play each other and they don't play, you know, they don't play the money games, as you say, or the 
not the buying games. Yeah, buying games. So that's what I think it's the future head to. Obviously, you know, I could be wrong, but it's just something that I've been seeing lately, and I feel like that may be the, might be the writing on the wall in the next five to ten years. Yeah, that's that's something I, I miss the the ability for a team to go in there and upset. Obviously, like football, it's a much harder sport to go mm-hmm. in and upset a team. But like you saw, Liberty. Went through their their basically everyone they played except for us because you know mm. we should have beat them. But oh, yeah, I was thinking about it too. I was watching the game like, dang, if we would have beat them, they wouldn't even be playing right but now. But then they <laughs> go and obviously lucky, like happy for them. They got a a New Year's Six bowl and they go out and they get like forty beast, mm-hmm. and that just shows you the levels that programs, the money that the programs have, the ability to have the resources to get those players that are just. The, the levels which obviously as a football player you can attest to like you said the what it's the linemen that really make the the difference at the the levels but when you go into an area where it's just power five playing power five there's no real what's yeah. the point like if you're a big time transfer what's the point of going to a power five to get more playing time or whatever when you, you know you can just sit, sit on the bench and get paid money and go to school? Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing. Uh, I heard Lincoln Riley, I heard him talking, he was saying he's just trying to get transfers in just to be on the scout team. And, you know, they're giving NIL deals five, ten thousand $10,000, people just to be scout players and not even play. And people are just going to school there just to, you know, have the logo on and say, I go to USC or I go to Alabama or I go to Georgia, and they're not even worried about playing. So they're focused more on the money and the NIL aspect. In, in terms of you know playing football and getting the education. Yeah, well, I think that's enough of us ranting and uh, moaning about the NIL. So stick around and we'll be back after the break. Hey, Bearcat fans, if you're looking to keep up with the Cats, be sure and head to the Apple Store and download the all-new Bearcat Sports app. It is your one place to stay in touch with Bearcat athletics, including game recaps, highlights, and live audio streaming of Sam Houston football and basketball. It is also a spot to be able to listen to your favorite Sam Houston podcast, including BSN Extra and the new Players Only Cat's Eye podcast. Check it out in the App Store. Search for Bearcat Sports. Eat them up, cats. Alrighty, welcome back, people. Um, Jalen messaged me the other day uh, for one of the segments and he wanted to ask put put three things down like a New Year's wish list you could say on three things that we want to come true so uh, I can't lie I haven't put a whole whole lot of thought into it mm-hmm. um, but we will go nonetheless um, do you want to go with your first one? yeah okay, okay. so 2024, you know, I'm turning 23 years old this year, thankfully. The one of the the first thing, the first thing I would love to see this year is my favorite player, the greatest athlete of all time, LeBron James, winning his fifth championship this year. And I know they've been kind of struggling right now. They're like 10th, 11th in the West, but I think when it comes to playoff time, it's LeBron might be the hardest person to beat. So I'm excited. I don't know. If, have you been watching any NBA lately? A little bit. I mean, I've just been keeping up with the scores and the stats rather than actually watching. But yeah. uh, I don't – I wouldn't be banking on that to happen, uh, buddy. I don't think – I don't think Brun's going to get another one. I know. He's 39 years old. and He'd be looking old sometimes, but he's still, he's still got some juice to him. It'd have to be like Anthony Davis taking over and being the main he guy. He hasn't, though. 
Yeah, we've been saying that for the past five years. Is when is AD going to take over and be the guy? But the NBA has been pretty good this year. I've been like, there's a lot of there's a lot of young teams playing well. Like Timberwolves been doing good. Kings, you know, they came out of nowhere last year, and now they've been doing good still. And obviously the Nuggets, you know, they're elite with the Joker and Jamal Murray and all that. So the NBA has been pretty good. I know you've been busy and haven't had much chance to watch, but. Yeah. You want me to go with mine? Yeah. Okay. Well, my number one thing actually came true already. What was it? Was for Texas Roadhouse to open up in Huntsville, Texas. <laughs> and guess what, people? My my prayers were answered. Guess what's opened? Texas, Texas Roadhouse, Roadhouse in Huntsville, Texas. So I might be applying for a job in October because I love that place with all my heart. So oh my gosh, the, I don't care love. what happens with the rest of twenty twenty four. I just know come October, I I might come play O'Lyman for you guys next year with, <laughs> after sitting in Texas Roadhouse for three months eating those rolls. So I'm telling you, you'd be a good tackle six eleven. I don't know. I'm sure your feet, footwork is still. Kind I, of good. I got pretty good foot, footwork. So um. That's my number one. So I'm I'm happy with the rest of my. That already camp. came true. So exactly, you're good at this exactly. point. Yeah. What about what about number two? What do you have? All right. For number two, I had San Houston State basketball, men's and women's, make the NCAA tournament. I know it's mm-hmm. been. I don't. Know, I forgot the last time y'all made it. it Might have been 2015. We got to go to huh? 2010. Yeah, 2010. So it's been a been a 13 year drought. So. Who did we play? No. Oh. Jeez. They played Baylor. They played Baylor. Yeah, we went to our guy, Jason. He, he remembers 2010. So it's been a 13-year drought. The custodian. The custodian. Yeah. Hey, I hate that. It'd be awesome if you guys made it. It's been a while. I, well, it's, it's been almost – it's been 13 years. I've never seen y'all make the NCAA tournament, and I feel like you have a pretty good squad, I think, if y'all are going to make it anytime soon. I mean, <clears throat> it's just – it's about tournament time. Like, really, it doesn't really 100%. matter what you do in conference – if you come in healthy and uh, with a lot of momentum behind you, anything can happen. So that'd be pretty sick. Because where where's the where would be the NCAA being held? Do the championship. The championships in Phoenix this year. Phoenix? Final four. Yeah. Where would they hold our regionals, Jace? Would you know? Maybe no they idea. Put it put it anywhere. I mean, I would. And yeah, I would still play. <laughs> Doesn't uh, matter where they're playing at. But yeah, it'd be awesome to see y'all guys make it. You know, y'all started off three and zero so far in conference. So. You know, continue to keep that up. Continue to stay diligent and stay working. You know, obviously every other team sees y'all that are leading the conference now. So y'all are becoming the who, hunted. Who would the be hunter. the one team you'd want to play if you if you're in my shoes and like we we won yeah, the tournament? Made it. Uh, who would want to play? Who would you want to play? Would you want to play someone real easy so you can get to the next round? Yes, obviously. That's you. I, I mean, survive, yeah, survive in advance. Now that I say that, that does sound really <laughs> dumb. But um, like. Would there be a team like you would want to see like it'd be like, see y'all play against? You'd be like, that's cool. Like they're playing, so they're playing such and such or such team. Well, my family and I are Purdue fans, so it'd be cool Ooh, to see y'all. It'd be cool to see y'all play Purdue. Don't wish that on me because that means I'd have to guard Zach. Zach yeah, he get he gets everybody in foul trouble. That's I mean, like the main that thing. dude put up the other night. Put up thirty points and twenty rebounds. Yeah, I was watching. I'm, I usually watch all all the Purdue games, so they, their guards just be fumbling the ball <laughs> sometimes. And but like if we feed the if. If we make hold, if we uh can take care of the ball and knock down threes, they're the hardest team to beat. But they start fumbling the ball and then they can only score to Edie every once in a while. That'd be the, that'd be the only play for them. I mean, I I'd like to say I feel like I could do a decent job with Edie, but that's a monster down there. Yeah. I don't know if many people in the in the world could deal with that. 
Uh, and then uh, my other friend, his name's LJ Cryer. He plays at U of H. He's a he's a baller. He's uh they've been doing a good, good things over there. They lost twice last week, unfortunately. But they just beat Texas Tech last night. Yeah, they, they like they twenty them. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they definitely smacked them. Well, right? you know how good Texas Tech is. Yeah, they they smacked y'all. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what about you? What's your number two thing? Number two is for Australia to beat USA in the medal tally at the 2024 Olympics. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen, but that'd Probably be not, that'd but be that'd be a good wish list to happen, huh? But uh, I mean, for how s- like small our population is, we always end up like top ten in top eight in medal tallies at every Olympics. Mm-hmm. So we only have like twenty something million people. So the fact that we're able to no, we produce athletes. Uh-huh. So, I mean, and also, you know, me as an Australian in the USA, it'd be nothing better than just, you know, just talking. It to oh, my. Is, uh, is they trying to put, are they trying to put cricket in this Olympics? I'm not sure. Okay, I know they were planning I to. I, I doubt it. I think for them to make a decision to announce it like a couple months ago mm-hmm. and then be put in in eight months' time, I don't think would happen. I think it would be, what, the next one, 2028? Eight. I'm excited for flag football too. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't see, I don't know why, because you guys are the only country that plays it. It would just be fun to see like the best <laughs> athletes just running around playing flag football. It's like a little kid sport, and they're just out there having fun. What's uh, what would you say Australia's best sport is? Swimming, swimming, um, rowing, rowing, rowing are pretty good. Um, it's weird. We just always. We always have someone competitive in every sport for the most part, except uh-huh. for athletics. Track and field, we're, we're atrocious. <laughs> like, maybe field, but track. Track, you know, like, sprinters out there. I mean, I don't think anyone could compete with the Jamaicans. So, um, but yeah, like, we have cycling. We're good at cycling. Surfing, we're pretty decent. Um, Surfing's an Olympic sport? Yeah, I think oh, it is I didn't now. Know that. Oh, that's, um, that's pretty cool, actually. But yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like you always have someone. Decent. Some someone's come from out of nowhere, and they're some world champion or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, fingers crossed. Any uh, world champions from Adelaide? World champion that you can think of, I guess. I can think of. I'd have to do some research. I know we've had a couple. Uh, my high school produced, I think, three or four Olympic gold medalists in okay. rowing. Um, rowing is the one with the team, right? You're yeah, rowing. Well, it depends. So you have like um. It, different size uh, crews. Uh-huh. So you have the longer boats that fit maybe four or five people and they go longer distances and then you've got the two men that go. Uh, rowing, I think rowing's one of the hardest sports you can do. You've rowed before? I mean, I tried to. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say I've rowed. I've tr- attempted to row. Um, it's just um, it's a really hard because you think, you think it's your whole body. Yeah, you're, you're on back and forth and it's endurance but while also being a power. My, my dad was a pretty good rower back in the day and I... No, thank you. I'd be surprised if you could even if you could even fit in the boat. Okay, what are you trying to say? What are <laughs> You're you tall. To say? That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. You're yeah. big and yeah. tall. Just just making sure. What about what about number three? All right, number three. It would be a dream of mine and a wish list of mine to go to the Olympics in Paris this summer. You know, obviously that might not happen. You know, I got football and stuff going on, but you know, it'd be awesome to go to the Olympics, see all the different cultures, and be there for the opening ceremony and. The closing ceremony, it's just an awesome to see. The Olympics has been an historic event going on for hundreds of years. So, you know, my dream, if I when I become a play, I play announcer, you know, it would be to call an Olympic Games or call something or do the opening ceremony. I just think that's a very special and great thing to build, bring all the countries together. What event would you want to announce? Like, Oh, probably the 100-meter dash. I bet that'd be awesome. 
just oh my gosh, he's gonna run it at nine seven something. <laughs> yeah, that, that that sounds terrible. No, I, I'm just I, I can't I can't reveal all my secrets right now. On air, oh, you know? okay. I gotta, I gotta I gotta save that. Yeah, but it would be awesome to do. To be honest, anything like obviously track and field would be fun, but. You know, calling a gold medal basketball game, men's or women's, or you know, sick. rowing. If once I learned how to what like the rules are of rowing, I'm just gonna say, oh, he's paddling the boat, he's rowing backwards. Yeah, uh, so that that'd be awesome. The Olympics, you know, that'd be a very cool event to go to. It'll be in LA in 2028, so that's my that's my best chance. I'm finished there, getting ready for flag football. If uh, where would you if you got to choose where the Olympics was held, where would you? Oh, like where? Sick. Like you know, you're gonna go there. They're paying for you to go there. They're where paying for me to go there. Nice. It, I want like a nice little summer city. I would look at like Miami. I think Miami would be fun and down think? in Florida. Yeah, because I because when I went to Tampa, I had a great time in Florida. I don't know if all Florida cities are like that, but mm-hmm. like it was such like a nice little vibe. It was very chill out there. But obviously, the Olympics would be kind of like lit because everybody's there. But I think Miami would be a fun place. That's probably the fun place to go to. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Where would I, I mean, obviously somewhere, because the Olympics is always summer, right? Yep, summer Olympics, and then they all well, have winter Olympics in the winter, but. I would say somewhere that would be either like southern Italy or like Monaco. Monaco, that would be Monaco. nice too. There's there's a lot of places you can go. Yeah. When I mean, they have it in Australia, where do they usually have it at? Melbourne? Uh, Sydney. So Sydney, the, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Sydney Olympics was in 2000. Uh, that's when they held it, and then they had the, they have the, Different, well, it might have been the Commonwealth Games. That might have been, that was in the Gold Coast a couple of years ago. But um, anyway, my number three, um, actually, it was inspired by Jason. I had a conversation with him before we uh, recorded, and now he's, he's, he's shaking now because he doesn't know what's going to come out of my mouth. But I, uh, we were talking about um, facilities in, in college, and I was like, for something to come true was – for all of our facilities just to automatically, well, you know, one morning you wake up and we have like Alabama-esque facilities. Because oh. I can't lie, the last couple of nights I've been sitting, um, there's this YouTube channel, I think it's called Sports Dissected. Mm-hmm. And it's this dude that goes and tours um, all these um, athletic uh, facilities like he's a recruit. And he, so he's going to like Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, like all the top schools you can think of. And I'm just sitting there like, Wow. wow! Yeah, like that must be nice. Yeah, we're counting on you to go to the NBA and then donate all your money back to the facilities here, and you know, get us back right. Well, I hope you don't and lose that sleep over <laughs> that. But um, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I can uh, donate some uh, some monies to get money to get some uh, new dumbbells or replace some of the dumbbells. Yeah, that 80 pound dumbbell. We only have that one. That other one broke. I, I remember when it broke too. And there's no. Uh, I think there's only one sixty five dumbbell as well. Yeah. So we're no no only one eighty one sixty five. Yeah, but I mean I like the weight room because it's just got grit, it's got toughness. Yeah. It's nothing like you've you've got what you need to get better. The like, only thing I hate is that I can't park over there. I got to park all the way down oh, there. Well, and take that walk. Actually, I change I change what I want for twenty twenty four. I want parking inspectors to chill out. Hey, actually that's one hundred percent right. Chill right, right there. out, please. Yeah, these thirty dollars tickets. I don't even up. drive, and the <laughs> amount of every day someone's complaining about ticket this, ticket that. Like I know someone got a ticket because their tires was touching the white line, and they yeah. got a fifty dollar ticket. And one of those side ones, I backed in one time, and they gave me a ticket for that. I'm for like, backing in? Yeah, you're kidding me. Yeah, the parking oh enforcement God. not playing over here. I might, I might low-key go work for them. I want to be part of the. Part I of the would game. hate you with <laughs> every bone in my body. I'm giving you a ticket just for walking across mm-hmm. the street. Okay, before we end this segment. 
I have something super important. He's been dying to ask me this question, so. So, you know, let's get down to the nitty-gritty, the actual important part of this podcast, okay? <clears throat> I had I had this thought in the shower, which Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, hey. the way said, that, the no. way you the way you said it, was, I set it up. I was in the shower, <laughs> and I, th- I, I. You thought some, about me? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> that is a crazy statement. That's, that's what you. Just that's said. a crazy statement. Wait, what? What did I say? <laughs> okay, just go. I've listened to that. I will yeah, stop please. interrupting. You. Just ruined my train of thought. Okay. Anyway, I was in the shower. Why so funny, Jason? <laughs> you could have just said I was thinking. You said I'm I was thinking, and I was also in the shower. Okay, and I like to think deep. Okay, I'm done. okay. Yeah. Anyway, okay. The question I want to ask. All right, all right, all right. Looking, looking. Okay. Would you rather have hiccups for the rest of your life, or have the feeling, the sensation of that you're about to sneeze for the rest of your life? What would you rather have? Uh, I would definitely <laughs> say the sneeze one. I hate hiccups. Like even when I get hiccups all the time, I just I try to scare myself. It you, you you'd rather you'd rather have the feeling that you're about to sneeze, so your face is all fuzzy right before. You know how terrible that feeling twenty four seven. Oh, I'm not sneezing. I just feel like I'm about to like sneeze every time. Yeah, but, but everything's so sensitive, and like your eye, like eyes start to like water and stuff. I'm still doing that over the hiccups. I hate like I hate having the hiccups. It like bothers me. Yeah, but you think after a while the hiccups wouldn't be they would like you would stop get annoying. used to it huh? yeah ex- exactly but i feel like the i feel like hiccups would not get in the way of your daily life as much as when you're about to sneeze because that when i'm about to sneeze like i drop anything and everything that's going on in my life like that's the only thing i worry about so this is what you were thinking about in the shower sneezing and hiccuping yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i definitely say a sneeze i like i like i despise having hiccups that may be the worst thing that you could get i'm just like I, I think I would take That hiccups. was a good fake hiccup. You saw yeah, that? That was tough. But uh, I think that's probably why my water bill is so high, now that I think about it. Because you're just sitting there thinking in the shower? <clears throat> I guess so, yeah. When I was uh, maybe like a teenager, I used to have this stool in the shower. So like if I ever wanted to just sit in there and just enjoy <laughs> the water, I would bring I've the never been, stool. I've never been that damn bad to, to sit in the stool. You never just wanted to like sit in the shower? When I, just sta- I just stand there under the water and, you know, just let my thoughts roam. Oh yeah, hey! If you ever get a little stool, try the stool then, one time. Yeah, and then, I, then I have some. Uh, I have some mu- like a music on, just you know, some some quiet, you know, just to just set the the tone. You know what I mean? Yeah, set the little vibe in the shower. Just like we're gonna wash up right now. We're gonna shampoo that hair. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, that's starting to get a little weird. I can't lie. Okay, but, uh, that's that's all I just wanted to mention. I don't know. I, I thought that was a really important question. I think it would have been better if you didn't say you were in the shower thinking about me and wanted to think about me. I did that. that. We're gonna have to rewind the tape. <laughs> I don't recall saying that. Hey, guy, viewers, if you're listening, rewind and say, "Hey, he's gonna say I was in the shower thinking about you in this question." So I'm just. Did I'm just I really wondering. say that? It just—it's what it sounded like. Man, I didn't get—I didn't get myself in check. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. Um. Okay. Well. Thank God that is uh, that segment's over. So um, yeah. we'll be right back uh, with segment three for the Cat's Eye Podcast. We're all over the place. Sorry. We'll be back. Oh. <laughs> Put a smile on your 
face and put your hands together for the Houdinis of the hardwood, the human highlight reels that bring wow to the now, the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters. This isn't just basketball. This is where what just happened happens all the time. Don't miss the Harlem Globetrotters 2024 World Tour presented by Jersey Mike Subs at Johnson Coliseum on February 9th. Go to HarlemGlobetrotters.com for tickets. All right, all right, all right, people. Um, welcome back. Uh, segment three, the last one, the most special one. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the man that makes things run at Sam Houston. Bobby Williams? Uh, no, Jalen Phillips, <laughs> the man. You're guessing me, man. So you said you took, uh, you went to Arizona for the sack. Obviously, that's pretty big to be chosen to go to the SAC conference. Tell me... What happened and what's going on? Because I have no clue. Okay. Uh, for the people who know about SAC, SAC is Student Athlete Advisory Committee. So it's a you know group of athletes from our school, specifically like the leaders of uh, each program. You know, they come together to talk about growing issues and talk about, you know, plans, initiatives, and things they want to do to help involve everybody and make all the athletes feel, you know, welcome. I feel like it's a home over here. So uh, I was recently voted the chair of Student Athlete Advisory Committee back in July for Conference USA. You know, that's a big honor, and I'm very blessed and privileged that they voted me. So you know, I was able to travel to Phoenix this past this past last week. I was there from the I think the fourth to the ninth. So I was able to travel to Phoenix and you know meet with a bunch of SAC representatives from every conference. So people from the SEC, Big Ten, Sun Belt, Horizon League, uh, SoCon. So every conference had sent, sent a representative. And it was actually really cool and a good opportunity to meet a bunch of people and connect people. So just with the SAC, we got a president. His name is Cody. You know, he's a really good guy, really intelligent. And we just talked about the ongoing issues going on NCAA. We got to meet with uh, NCAA president Charlie Baker and just talked about things. And some things he was concerned about was, you know, sports gambling, about, you know, people from uh, people on their teams, you know, betting on other games and stuff. And then also people at school feeling uh, pressuring people, you know, I don't know if it's happened to you before, but I've had people come up to me and they were like, hey, man, what do you think Keegan's going to do in the game? You think he's going to throw for over 250 or, you know, he's going to throw two touchdowns or, you know, what are you going to do? you make five, six tackles for, like, player prop bets, and, you know. So that's an issue he has going on. He you know, wants people to feel comfortable and just telling people, like, no, nah, man, I don't want to answer that. I don't want to talk about that. So that's just some small stuff going on. The bigger stuff we talked about him was uh, with NIL and Transfer Portal. And, you know, he wants to try to – Get a hold of that and, you know, find some set of rules. Uh, I was talking to you about apparently schools are trying to be able to control uh, athletes' NIL deals. And so they'll have all the athletes under a contract agreement and they'll pick and choose who gets what NIL deal instead of have the athletes have an opportunity to pick their own NIL deals. You know, that could be beneficial for people who don't have their NIL deals, but it could also hurt people who have NIL deals and want to reach out to other companies and want to pick their NIL stuff going on. So... And then also uh, something we talked about is uh, student-athletes trying to become employees of the school. So uh, it's more of the group of five, like the bigger conference schools, they're trying to do this so people can get more pay because once you're an employee of the school, you can you know, receive 50, 60, 70K, whatever the contract is, instead of you know just having to make your money off NIL or the uh, scholarship incentives they, they have for you already. So that's something we've been trying to go on back and forth. You know, a lot of people in the – a uh, group of five schools don't really want to be employees of the school because if you're an employee of the school, you got to think about, you know, uh, holidays you uh, don't get, you know, we get to go home during Christmas break and all that, but you know, employees could stay for as long as the school needs them to stay if they're employees of the school. 
also like sick days and stuff like that. You don't get as much freedom being an employee of the school as you might think. Obviously, you would get more money, but, you know, it could also come at a cost. And if you're an employee of the school, you should be able to get fired like an employee of the school. So, you know, what happens if you're not performing as well as the school thinks you are, you know, would they be able to just let you go? Because then that just sounds like NFL or the professional football, professional leagues where you're employee of the team and they can release you, sign you, extend you. So that's just some small some small issues we have going on, which uh, we talked about there. But Student Athlete Advisory Committee, it's a great opportunity, and you know, I'd recommend anybody, if they're able to get in that, get in that because, you know, it opens up a lot of doors. And there I met a lot of people. I met a lot of presidents, met a lot of athletic directors, you know, shook their hands, spoke to them. And, you know, got, got got some good connections. So I feel like I'm getting my name out there, and I really enjoyed being out there. I was blessed with the opportunity. So was it just a bunch of handshaking and meetings and interviews? Is that? Yeah, we uh, we probably met from, like, 8 to 8 on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and then on Friday we met from, like, 8 to 3. So it was just a lot, a lot of meeting people and just uh, telling them how, like, the student athletes feel. Because I feel like a lot of presidents and uh, – athletic because they don't really understand how the student athletes feel because no not everybody was a student athlete some people just became president of the school and stuff like that so they don't know how student athletes are feeling with all this stuff going on like there's some student athletes who are happy about all this nil and transfer portal stuff because like you said they feel like the coaches can leave whenever so why shouldn't they be able to leave whenever they want so it's kind of it's kind of good for them to hear our perspective of them and we like to hear their perspective as well because you know they uh they just talk about things that they feel going on you know everybody's worried about their program and their initiative so it was uh, interesting to hear what the thoughts about they had to say. Hmm. That's always something I've want to say the insight, the connection between the NCAA and like uh, ADs with the actual students because when you look online, a lot of people slander the NCAA because they're a bunch of old people that are behind the times and don't want to change and become relevant. But you get the true insight on what's going on, if, how proactive they're being, and, like, if they actually value your, your opinion, which I'm sure they, they do. So what would you say in terms of the next couple of years that you think is going to happen after going to these meetings? Uh, from my perspective, I think they're going to try to, you know, like I said, try to put a handle on this NIL transfer portal stuff because I would say it's kind of getting out of control how people can just uh, up and leave for more money. And you know, I was talking about how there might be like a the group, a Power Five conference might be their own thing, Group of Five might be their own thing. So, I think that might be something that we could be leading to. Obviously, you know, I, no, I didn't really speak about that as much, but just from like hearing people and hearing their thoughts, I feel like there's a lot of different legislations and different things that are gonna break off. And so, I think that might be an issue coming up in the next few years. I don't think we'll be in college for it, but you know, this will be a continued discussion going on for the next couple of years about you know how do they manage this and how do they. S- not make it less like a professional league and more like college where people are coming to school for their education. Mm. Well, now that school started, obviously can't find a parking spot, but we won't talk about <laughs> that again because I'll lose lose my, my head. Um, obviously, what, we're January, jeez. We're already halfway through January. Think about that. Wow. Really? More than halfway. It's the 18th. Wow. Yeah, more than halfway through January. So, obviously, spring ball is – on the horizon, yeah, be a, be a couple of weeks. He's, uh, we're gonna get like six, to, I think six to eight weeks to you know work out, train, get everybody's bodies back. Because you know we have to worry about people over the break. Because some people work out, you know, I yeah, got to get to work. I was working out in hotel gyms a lot, but I was getting a workout in. But some people, you know, they kind of slack off during break. They just get to chill a little bit. So yeah, it's about getting your body back in shape, getting your body back right. And that's why I love the off season. You know, you can see the people who are putting the work in and who are getting the gains, and people who are just sitting there just. 
yeah. enjoying their free time. Yeah, and obviously baseball season, track, if you want to talk about that. I mean, we uh, we have a pretty good baseball program, don't we? So yeah. We, not, I we actually can't wait to go to a couple games. Yeah, we usually beat a Power 5 school every year. Um, one of my good friends from uh, junior high, Marshall Wales, he plays, uh, he pitches here for us, and uh, he's excited about the season. I talked to him. Uh, they're going to get started practicing pretty soon, and then uh, I know their first game is February 16th. And I know softball is their first game February 9th. So that's right around the corner. I'm sure these people are already training for it, getting back to action. I've actually, you know, I actually started to enjoy Major League Baseball a lot better with the little pitch clock they have now. So the mm-hmm. games go a little bit by faster. So I know they don't have that in college, but it's just pretty interesting. To, oh, they do? Yeah, they got the pitch clock in college now. So, like, a, a lot of the games are going to go by a lot faster and be a lot more entertaining. So I wonder why baseball hasn't done this 30 years ago. Like, this is actually a great idea, having yeah. a pitch clock. Do you think you'd be a good baseball player? Uh no, I tried to I tried to throw it. I went to the Astros game maybe like a year or two and they had like a little place where you could like throw a pitch like from not from like the mound but throw a pitch but I can only throw it like sixty miles per hour. I almost tore my shoulder out of place <laughs> trying to throw that hard. If I'd, I I wish I had stuck with baseball. I thought baseball was boring when I was little, but you know I think when you get older you realize the beauty in baseball. And my parents my parents didn't play baseball so they weren't concerned about me playing baseball. But like I think when you get older you realize the beauty and playing baseball. You know having to be out there it's a lot it's very mental. <laughs> It's mostly mental, mental focus, you know. I feel like it doesn't, not much separates a good baseball player from a great baseball player. It's just more the mental part, you know, if you're able to focus more and uh, cancel out the outside noise and outside distractions. Huh. I mean, I just picture myself, if I ever was to be a major league baseball player, this is how I picture myself. Maybe another shower thought. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But I picture myself like a Dominican-born Lewis Rowe. I step up to the mound, got about – Four buttons untucked. I got a gold chain. I've got some like reggaeton. <laughs> That's music. your walkout music. I'm like 300 pounds, and I'm sitting over that plate, and that ball is. Uh, I'm either going back to the dugout after getting struck out, or I'm launching that ball to the next city. That's just how I. That's how I would play baseball. But hey, I don't. I don't. Obviously, clearly, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be here, would I? Yeah, I'd want to be a cl- like a closing pitcher. I'd want to come in there. They play oh, my with the walkout music as you yeah. walk out. That'd be say so we got three outs to go. We're up one run. I got to come in there and save the game. That's what I. That's what I would love to do. Be like a Mariano Rivera type of guy. Mm, what would your walkout song in that situation be? Uh, you know, something uh, I can't think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me. Think. That was a tough one off the top of the head. Yeah, you have to something like game over. Like it'd be game over. Game over. <laughs> so like when I'm coming in, like the game, the game gonna be over. So um, I wish I had stuck with baseball more. That's probably one of my uh, biggest regrets. I'm mad at my parents for not letting me play baseball longer. I hope no, my mom hears this. She's gonna be like, "I told you you should have kept playing baseball when you were six. That's an. I'm actually excited to go to the softball and baseball games. Yeah, I went to. I went to their <clears throat> softballs. Um, one of their preseason games. I think they played Baylor. Mm-hmm. First time I've ever seen softball in my life. And that was really interesting. Um, and I, I thought it was pretty cool. And obviously, baseball, like, I feel like, because I, I, like, we talked about a couple episodes ago how I went to the Astros game, and I, I really liked it. But I feel like being in, a, like, a more local setting, like, closer to the action and all that, I feel like that is a would be a greater experience. So yeah. I'm actually super excited to go. It's more of, like, a community vibe when it's, like, yeah, everybody. When did you, you say? 5th, February 16th? Baseball, February 16th. Softball, February 9th. And then uh, track actually has an indoor meet in uh, Houston this weekend. So that'll be good for them. They get started out there running. I've been seeing them running at six in the morning. I'm like, oh, (laughs) how how can you get up and be like, oh, I got to go run? Like, that's crazy. I'd be like, especially last week with the cold front that came over, 
I'd be just watching them walk up the hill to go to practice looking miserable and I'd be like, I don't blame you because I don't want to be running outside. Uh, did y'all practice the other day when the cold front was there or did you, everything was good? Really? Come on. How'd y'all get, how'd you get down there? You just walked? And just pray. <laughs> pray you don't sleep. I fell walking outside my house. Nobody saw me, but I was like, dang. That nah, was, I can't lie. One, of, one of our teammates was walking uh, uh, down the hill, I think, and he slipped on ice just Lot, like it was like a cartoon. <laughs> he said that whoa, 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 basically, whoa. <laughs> and just just lost it. But um, yeah. But uh, what? Well, that's the end of episode. What is it? Episode ten. Yeah, we're ten episodes in. How crazy 10? is that? Yeah, it's been an absolute minute since we've uh, recorded the last one. A couple of weeks. What, yeah, a month maybe. It's been over a month. I know. Obviously, the the schedule has been pretty hard now that I'm in season and traveling. And obviously, uh, you're getting the well-deserved break, so you don't obviously want to get in the way of that. Um, do you want to talk about? Do you have anything uh, on your mind about Cat's Eye or anything? Uh, with Cat's Eye, we'll be back. Come plan on coming out more episodes this year. We might have a special guest host every once in a while, Dana Hansen. You know, she's a friend of the program, so we would love to have her on some more. And then a women's basketball game this Saturday at 2 p.m. So if you're in town, check us out. Uh, I might be calling the game play-by-play. Play. We're still kind of waiting to see, going to go through some more logistical stuff. But I could be calling the game, getting back into what so I love you, to do. You started doing your homework on the players? Yeah, I know I know what's going on. Really? Yeah, I'm, I got pretty good knowledge. I'm locked in. Come on, give me something. Uh, well, I know we're 8-10. and 10. We, lost, like, the past, we lost the past three conference games, so I'll tell you that. What about anyone individually? I'm testing you right now. You better. Uh, shoot, I know Kaylee. I don't really, I don't really know anybody. Oh, okay. Specific. I so know basically, Kaylee. basically, what he said, he doesn't know. He's not I, ready. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get ready. I stay ready actually, so I'm, I'm decently ready. But let me, uh, let me lock in some more. I'm gonna do some more research and get ready for the game. Mm, okay. Well, I'll be, I'll, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be listening, making sure that you. All right, tune in. You'll probably be playing. What time do y'all play Saturday? Six p.m. But that's. Uh, oh, in Virginia. So yeah, really five here. Eastern. Is it an hour or two hours? They're an hour ahead, not two. Just one. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be playing Liberty. That's gonna be it's gonna be pretty packed. So. Yeah. Their crowd will be crazy. They they had an awesome crowd at the football game. They were swinging uh they were singing uh Sweet Caroline going into the fourth quarter. They all had their flashlights out. It was like I was like, this is a movie. Yeah. Well the thing is I don't think Li- Liberty hasn't won a conference game yet. So uh, they're hunting for one. So um it's kinda like Little bit, everyone's kind of a little bit, huh? Because like Liberty's really good team. They were uh, projected number one in the oh. preseason poll. Oh, really? They projected to win. Okay, I thought Middle Tennessee was projected. Well, maybe I was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Liberty. Oh. So, um, it's well, foot on their necks. We don't care. They're not getting a win. Oh, they were tied. Okay, oh, tied. Hey, of course, of course. Sorry, Jason. I, I I need to be better. I need to be better than him at least. Foot on their necks. Okay, don't let them get a conference win. Yeah, take I care know. of business this week. Yeah, for sure. But uh, that's the uh, end of episode 10 for this week. Yep. Hopefully next week we can get it going, get it rolling. Uh, obviously school's back, so we can get more of a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, have anything else to say? Thank you guys for continuing to listen to our podcast. We're very appreciative of y'all, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for putting up with us again for another episode, and hopefully uh, you'd like us enough to come listen to episode 11. So uh, thank you so much. Deuces. Bye. The Cat's Eye Podcast is recorded in the BSN studios at the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. Today's episode was written by Lewis Rowe and Jalen Phillips. This episode is produced by Jason Barfield. 
All music is courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.